Welcome, Internet, to the Pixel Play Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast for gamers by gamers. I am one of your hosts, Kalen, aka Catastrophe, joined as always by my co-host Adam at CS Radical and Chris at Gin and Chris. This week, we're doing a Seinfeld episode. It's an episode about nothing. We have nothing on the table. We are pressing pause. If you remember from the old shows, we're just going to kind of see where this episode goes. If this doesn't interest you, we'll see you guys next week. But if you want to stick around and see where this goes, let's hop on board and go for a ride. Gentlemen, how are we doing We'll see you Friday for the side quest. Don't kid yourself. You're still showing up for that. Oh, that's true. We have to do that, don't we? Oh, yeah. We got that, too. So don't worry. There's something for that. But this week, we're going to see where it goes. (laughs) So, yeah. Guys, how are you doing? What's new? What have you guys been playing? I have been playing Super Mario RPG. And I haven't had a lot of time to play games, but it's also kind of the perfect game. I mean, it's Switch. I just have it sitting on the couch. So it's kind of when I get a moment, I'm on the couch. But also, it's just so delightful. So even if I only get to play for an hour, it is, oh, it is just, it is, it's the old game, but new. Like, they didn't change anything, but they changed everything. Like, it's the weirdest way of looking at the remake. It's kind of like um, Link's Awakening, the remake that, uh, Mm. that, that uh, Nintendo did. It's the exact same game. Characters are all there. The story's the same. They just kind of up the graphics and up the music. So it's like, as you're playing the game, it feels like it did when you played it back then. Because if you load up the game now, you're like, whoa, what the hell is with this pixelated mess? Whereas every moment in this game, they've recreated it animation for animation and everything. But it obviously just has that slightly better graphic style. And it is, oh, it is so beautiful. I am so much better at this game, though, also, than I remember when I was a teenager. I'm like, it maxes out at level 30 and all my characters are 22. And I still have a bit to go because I grinded like twice. And by grinded, I mean, I spent five minutes in a hallway where these shy guys just keep constantly coming into the room and you can just fight them infinitely. And I just did for like five minutes, and now I'm like way overpowered in the game because I spent five minutes. The only two places I can think of that would have been shy guys would have either been uh, the forest maze or would have been uh, Booster's Tower. Booster's Tower, one hallway. There's a set of stairs. Not the the shy guys with the yeah, whatever they are. Sniff it, yeah, whatever they are. They're like shy guys, but not. Um, Yeah, there's a hallway, a set of stairs that goes around, and they constantly are coming out in a line. And I was like, if I stood right here. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, because I think the original SNES version had that too. I think so. And I just stood there. And it didn't take long, like five minutes. I was like, this is fun. I I feel like just doing some battles. I can't do much more story. I have to stop playing in like 10 minutes. I don't want to get too far and stop because then I'll just keep going. Um, And yeah, and it just made me super not super overpowered. I'm level 22 and there's more to go, but I definitely get worry, hit by many enemies. Coolex, you'll realize how not powerful you are. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I get I mean, hit by I some enemies though. And you're it's not going to get your hundred super jumps or yeah, super jumps. And so you're not going to be getting the super suit. No, I can get like maybe 20 and then I screw up. I still can't get the timing down. This game, it's like made it a bit easier. It gives you an exclamation point the very few, first few times you have a new weapon or anything. So you know when to tap to get the extra damage to tap in time with your attack. And I get it right those first few times. And then all of a sudden, like 10 minutes later, I can't get a single one of them. I don't know what it is. I'm going just too fast, not fast enough. It drives me mad. I don't know what the hell it is. I blame the game, but it's actually me. I know I know it's me. Um because now they've added in the game, if you get the perfect timing with your attack, so you tap A again, 
it actually does a stronger attack that also does like a wave of damage to every enemy on the field, which is new to this version. Makes yeah, it I slightly easier. In the footage that we have here on stream, that it has an AOE effect now, it seems. Yeah. And that is addicting getting that does is it needed no i'm one-shotting everybody but if i can get everyone out in two hits instead of three oh i feel like a super mario rpg god um yeah the game is exactly as you remember very little has been changed um a little bit of quality of life improvements now you can like press a to like perfect defend and everything and it'll actually negate all damage sometimes it's necessary i fought the odd um there's a boss in like Monstro Town that's like a, a sensei that you have to like take out and he'll give you, I think his name was like Jinx or something. He was really tough and he could one shot hit you, one shot kill. But if you blocked it, it did zero damage. It was kind of like a do or nothing. Um, and it had to be like perfectly timed. Uh, my characters died repeatedly. I couldn't land that timing once. Um, but yeah, it's it's a Super Nintendo game with modern graphics. Like there, I don't know how else to describe Super Mario RPG. If you like the original, it's amazing. It's exactly as you remember it. And when you're playing it, you're like, this isn't even different. Then you like load up footage of the original and you're like, oh shit. Uh, the game even has the ability, like the music's been updated. They brought back the original composer, made it all like nice and new. You can switch the music back to the original. You just go to the start okay, uh, settings, switch it over. Boom, old music. You can flip back and forth at any point actually, in the game. When I do it inevitably play it, I may stick to the original because I've heard a lot of the new pieces I, it's not that I don't like them, but I feel like the SNES sound chip just made them work better for the style that they were going for. I find now with the extra orchestration that the new soundtrack has that it it doesn't have the same um, kookiness to it, I guess, is maybe the word yeah. I'm looking for. Some of them, I completely agree with you. Some of them, I changed the music back. <laughs> and then some of them, I was like, this new music, you can tell this is where the effort was put in. Like the the Lost Forest or the four, I can't remember what that one is. I want to say Lost Woods, but that's Zelda. But there's the uh, the woods where you get Gino. That music, the orchestrated version, was blowing my mind. Like it was so good. Like it, they just knew exactly what they were doing. Um, but yeah, this game, like you played the original, you will love this. The graphics are just the same but new, so that it still gives the same feeling. You can put the music to the new one or the old one. And it's going to be like, you'll love that. Um, so if you love the original, you're going to love this. If you're new to RPGs or you got a kid who wants to try RPGs, this is baby's first RPG for sure, if you want it to be, because you do not need to grind once in this game. You can master the game, but you do not need to, unless, of course, you want to go for those extra super powerful bosses and stuff, as, as Adam is already thinking about, probably. Um, but yeah, yeah, you want a kid to learn to be an you know an RPG master. Kalen, you want to pass on the RPG King title? You know, this you're is the game. Take the idea away from me, but you know what? You can go through with that. No, you we'll know just, what? We'll just I don't. Leave I don't. A copy on your doorstep with you know instructions. We'll just put the letter out. We'll put the letter out to your kid, so that way he gets it first, and then he'll be like, "Daddy, what's this? Can I play it?" And you'll be like, "Son of goddamn." Nah, I just I worry that this is a gateway RPG, and then next thing I know, they're playing like whatever kingdom the hell hearts, adam plays yeah, yeah you're pretty much yeah. You're kingdom hearts and you're gonna yeah start no not in my house uh <laughs> you live yeah, under my, my house you play my games <laughs> kaylin well, i think this look, would actually look, be an kaylin, rpg just look at like. it this way when i was gonna ask your like, kid is oh. now playing jrpgs and playing the correct games you're gonna realize that your taste in games is gonna be the last of you of, of you when it comes to it so it's gonna be your own last <laughs> of us it's like i'm the last one in my family to play good games ah 
<laughs> Adam, what have you done? <laughs> no, I, 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 that's what I was going to ask you, Chris. Like, I've never played this game, and you know how I like, especially turn-based RPGs. Like, do you think this is one that's going to win me over, or or is this one not? If you're okay with one that has just an extremely charming, like Super Mario story, like mm-hmm. it is very good, and it has a lot of like heart warming moments and stuff but mm-hmm. at no point is it ever to be taken overly serious as you can see from anybody watching the video the main plot is that a massive sword monster crashes into bowser's castle like that is like one of the the big bad you know what i mean like it's just this giant sword all the characters still kooky and stuff like that um it's all the like regular characters you'd know from a mario game like the toads and mushroom kingdom and all that so if you're okay with a childish ish story um and that kind of stuff like i really yeah, do not, it's think it's not gonna get jerry would enjoy levels it. of weird that you like a final fantasy game well this is more like a saturday yeah. morning cartoon oh yeah yes. rpg yeah no, that's perfect like things... that. yeah i like having Sorry. like this test. like these kind of games are great to have around when like i want to play video games upstairs with james and he's doing his own thing like it's hard for me to have like doom and like ripping and tearing with him and but this is something i can definitely play with him in the room Oh, a hundred percent. He would actually, the music is perfect. Like kids get into it. I would assume the way the game, excuse me, looks and everything. Like even the violence in the game is just Mario punching or using a hammer Mm -hmm. or kicking a Koopa shell. Like it's all very simple Mario stuff. Um, And it does like that, that legend of Zelda thing where Mario actually doesn't speak. He's the only one who doesn't speak in the game. Mm -hmm. He actually does charades every single time he needs to explain a situation (laughs) And he can like spin and turn into one character and axe it out. And then he spins, turns another character, axe it out. Like it's a very different and charming approach to the Mario world, but obviously extremely um, familiar too, because like you'll fight Goombas and stuff and you're in the Mushroom Kingdom. But as the game goes on, all of a sudden you're in like Mole Town and all these moles run like this mine and there's Mm -hmm. this mine there. You go end up on a pirate ship underwater with a Davy Jones-like character. You end up in like a sky world. Like you're meeting new characters and doing all these things. And it does go like it starts Mario and goes more fantastical. But if you don't like JRPG tropes, this has like none of them. Like awesome. there is no... Yeah, it's, it's like, a Mario game through and through. It's it a Mario game. It's a turn-based system to it. Yeah. Cool. I mean, yeah, it is. It if is. There, if there's any JRPG an that I think we have a shot of getting Kalen to actually play and like, this is going to be the actual one. This is a hundred percent it. Again, if you're experiment, like, well, the story didn't grab me. It never like made me question like my own humanity and what does it mean to be a man? <laughs> like, you playing a no, Mario no, it, game for? <laughs> yeah, it's a Mario. It is still a Mario game. It is a JRPG, but it still has a Mario level story <laughs> and everything, right? Um, but extremely charming. This is my favorite version of Bowser and Peach that I have in, in any Mario game. Like the two of them, they are my favorite versions because you actually they actually like have characters in this game versus they're just the princess mm-hmm. who needs saving or the dinosaur man that stole her. <laughs> like there's so much more to it. Um, but again, still kept in a Mario style way. Yeah. yeah. Highly cool. suggest and ba- and this to anybody. Like this- this like tsundere fucking anime trope where he's just more like he 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 really doesn't want to show Mario that he that he really needs his help. 
So he just goes out of his way to try to make, like, all these excuses to be like, okay, fine, this one time I'll do this for you, but I'm doing this for me. And he's and just a constant state of that the entire time. It's great because it's Bowser in, in a scenario that we don't normally see where he's just usually just yes. screaming and roaring the entire time. Instead, he's almost playing, like, you know, the grumpy old man sort of character where he's just like, God damn kids, get off of my lawn. I just want my castle back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So definitely suggested. I I suggest everyone play this. Everybody. It's one of my favorite games from this year. Easily. Yeah. Adam, what have you been, what have you been up to this week? Well, I did something unthinkable. Did you play Cyberpunk? Did you play Last of Us? Okay, almost oh. unthinkable. <laughs> <laughs> uh I actually platinumed the game because I finished all of Yakuza. Everybody clap it at him. The man who erased his name, which clocked me around the 35-hour mark. I definitely did not need to, but at the point that I got where I kind of just, okay, what's the trophy list currently? And I looked at what was left. I'm like, son of a bitch, I can do that. Ah, crap. I guess we're doing this one. Gateway which just required a bunch Gateway of grinding. Drug. Normally, I wouldn't have done it, but at that point, I'm like, ah, what's two more hours? I'll go throw on a podcast. Let's go just endlessly grind to max level. Starting. So I did it. It's starting. So you be buying like my name is Mayo just to get the platinum trophies. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely not gonna happen. I'm not gonna worry about that. that one bit. You say that now. Adam has installed yeah. my Peppa Pig. <laughs> um, um, unlike some people in this in this room, I actually try to finish a lot of games and not just, you know, go, I need to get rid of my backlog, but also play all of the game and all of the achievements that no one actually gets. But because I really need this score, that means absolutely nothing. But I have to still do it because I'm a sucker. <gasps> it's yeah, a thing. Guy. It's a thing. That's this guy. It's a, it's a real accomplishment. <laughs> How many trophies yeah, did you I got, ended, Chris? I ended you think up, I got uh, more trophies? You got more trophies. <laughs> Uh, I have a shit ton. I'd have to look, but I know I have like 40-something Platinums, and I didn't have a PS4. So that's a PS3 and PS5 only. That's impressive. I'm actually yeah. going to challenge you right now. Pull up your phone. While I was talking, pull up your thing. I want to see who has the more trophies and who has the more Platinums. I already know it's not me, so I'm not going to bother trying. I literally that's had why a conversation you're... with Chris the, the other day when I mentioned Platinuming this game. Where I went, I'm pretty sure the last platinum I have is Destiny. And he's like, yeah, it's Destiny 2. I'm like, yeah. And that was a game that I put hundreds of hours into. And this is more than five years ago now. That tells you how often I don't platinum games. You do not platinum games. I was in shock no. when you told me you platinum this. Then it also got me excited. Like, now I should platinum. So we have a platinum brothers, you know? Well, and the, and the <laughs> upside to this game specifically is it's not a full-on Yakuza game in the same way that, like, Spider-Man Miles Morales isn't a full Spider-Man game. This is almost like it could have been DLC because it really feels like a bridge between uh, the two JRPG games that they've done for the new character Ichiban. Because so, this is more of a... It's basically just continuing the story that was happening during the last uh, game, Like a Dragon, but just showing like, okay, here's what Kiryu was doing while the other character was going around roaming free and doing his thing. So for the course, most part, like, know. It's, it's a game that's 10 hours long. Like if you actually just ignore all the side stuff, which it's a Yakuza game, why would you ignore all the side stuff? That's the most fun part. But like, if you just gun through the story, it's 10 hours tops. That's all you need. It doesn't take very long because the story is not like, it's not too complex is not there's not too much to go through it's very simple you're just doing this this guy fucks that up for you now you got to go deal with his ass and that's basically the story in a nutshell 
cool. and yet a game that was that short, a game that really like felt like it was just more of a filler arc, ended up making me probably get the closest to crying during playing this game than any other game has done before because the actual ending to this game is downright just heartbreaking. <laughs> Because... Is it that you have to sell? Is it that you have to sell the chicken that's running your convenience store for chicken nugget meals? No, he grew he grew up into a human being now called the Chicken Man, and he ended up fighting alongside me. So we came full circle. Of course, it'd be one of two possible endings for that chicken. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, like the the ending was to a point that it was like, oh wow, like we've seen people like die, we've seen people come and go from this franchise, and yet something very simple that this game does is probably the most heartbreaking thing that it that it did. Like, man. I was not anticipating uh, breaking out the near waterworks playing this game. I thought I was just going to get like, okay, here's some cool extra like bonus round shit. And by the end of the game, I'm like, ah. <laughs> I am so behind in the Yakuza games. Me too. <laughs> oh my god. Me too. Well, I think because I think you've only played the first. Uh, have you? I think you only played zero. Have you played even the first Kiwami yeah. yet? I own it on Steam. I just haven't played it yet. I was waiting yeah. for the Steam Deck, and then I got distracted for over a year and a half. It's part of the backlog. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, you got Trails of <laughs> It's in the backlog. It's not like you're short of a, a massively long JRPG series to catch up on, so. Yeah, my, my backlog's good. Chris, what's <laughs> your, good. What's your uh, trophy situation? Uh, so you just want to know overall trophies or platinums? Let's do both. Uh, overall trophies, I have 3,014. Wow. Uh, I have 4,474. Oh, you got more. Four, yeah, I got 41... I also have the PS4 in my catalog too, so that's pretty impressive that you have those two. And then how many platinums? Forty-one. I have twenty-seven. Ooh, yeah, yeah. The thing is, is that for eight years, no, seven years, I was PC only, and it was all about uh, Steam achievements. And then that's <laughs> where my remarkable, just stupid amount of achievements is. You mean I have? No, no, the achievements. <laughs> you can put it on your your profile page for Steam, how many achievements you have. I have 20,527 achievements. Wow. With 191 games having a 100% score. Okay, you win this one. I was hardcore for achievements for a little while there. It started with <laughs> PS3. I had like seven Platinums on PS3, and I was going to go PS4. I switched to PC, and that obsession just it continued it was it was a wild first three years i'll tell you that i'm I'm curious at some point we should dive into your platinum trophies and see which ones have like gotten the platinums and compare one day definitely we should do that nice um yeah on my end oh oh, go ahead sorry adam oh i was because yeah i was just gonna say like it's it's crazy that like for this for this yakuza game like i'm giving it like the 5.5 it's not quite a six out of six but like Man, like this would have been pretty close to being game of the year quality for me with all the games I played this year. And then I looked at my list of games that I've played this year and went, "Nope, never mind. This wouldn't even. This might not even be top five. That's how fucking stacked this year has been for me." And that's not yeah, even counting year. all the games I still haven't touched that have come out from this year. So, mm-hmm. like, to, to think how much more I'd be catching up on it is just kind of crazy. But yeah, like Yakuza it did the same thing it always does. It's fun to play. The battle system is always great and, and a hoot. The side quests are really fucking weird and funny. And then they, there's always one game or mini game that you get a little bit too into. This time it was Pocket Circuit. They brought that back so you can basically play around with your Hot Wheels and try to make the right builds so it runs around on the track the fastest and you win all the races and you break the souls of all the little kids that came in and pl- to try to play. 
as this like 50 year old guy who gets really emotional when he lo- when he loses a race and i'm not kidding like just watch a clip of when the car flies off the track and you just watch him like literally like his daughter just left him sort of thing. like just disowned him sort of like reaction it's fucking great but like i really really love that game i'm moving on now to persona 5 tactics which i don't really have much to say about yet because i'm like three hours in it's just persona plus xcom a little bit it's not really as hard as xcom so it's nothing too special i'm more just there because i need to keep playing something else that's released this year so i can keep making kayla mad that i'm not playing cyberpunk (laughs) adam can i tell you why i hate you because every time you (laughs) review one of your games it makes me want to switch what i'm doing my plan for like basically the rest of the year of my backlog into the the it's always either yakuza or trails and you're constantly dragging me from one end of the spectrum to the other because i was like all right you know what? Steam Winter Sale is going to come. Maybe I'll get Trails in the Sky Part 2. That'll be my one purchase. Backlog won't grow too big. But now I'm thinking, I got to go into Kwame 1 over here and start playing some Yakuza again, because that was a lot of fun when you got me in that. You won't let me settle. You keep me all over the place, man. Your reviews I mean, make you me want to... you tell Sega or, um, or Falcom to stop releasing games perpendicular to each other, and then that would stop, but... Until they do, until they do that, I'm just gonna keep reviewing. Like I'm gonna have to review the next Trials game next year, and you're gonna be like, "Damn it, I need to get back into Trial or Trails again." See, the thing is, is even if they stopped right now, if you were to take all the Yakuza games and the Trails games and combine them, and those are what I was gonna play, I think that's my 2024, maybe a little of 2025. That's like what 17 games I would have to play. Assuming you're not but- platinum. Oh, I don't think I platinum Yakuza. I think I was. Like, there's so much more I would need to do, and I need to move on. Because I was, like, 40 hours in or something. Like, I played that game for a long time. Yeah. Except except the Hostess Club. I would have platinum that if that was... Yeah, I was going to say, the Cabaret Club is kind of addicting. You didn't, there's, no, there's no fault in that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Caitlin, what have my, you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a little-known gem called Cyberpunk. And I actually finished it, so I am all done oh. now. I finished Phantom Liberty. What... A DLC that was once again, CD Projekt Red just hitting it out of the park in terms of DLC content. Um, it's 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 a weird like good DLC. Like I really like it. It has very much a spy espionage kind of like story. I absolutely love it. I love the characters. Idris Elba was awesome in it. All the characters there were interesting. Like I just was living in that world. Like they'd be like, "Hey, wait two days to hear back from this person," and I'd be like. I could time like skip time, but I'm like, nah, I'm going to go do gigs. I'm going to go like do stuff. And it was awesome. I like it had twists and like, you don't know who to side with, like who's betraying you, who's legit, who's honest. Like it, like you don't know who to trust in this game. And it has that very much like a, like a, a cold war esque style spy feel to it. And I absolutely loved it. And I kept like being like, Oh man, who, who am I going to side with? Like who's, who am I going to partner with? Who who do I trust? Who don't I trust? And who's using me? Who's not? And just loved it the entire time. I ended up unlocking a secret bonus ending to the game. Like there's a way that you can actually finish the game um, through the DLC. And I've already finished it before and I've got my in my head um, canonical end to the story. But it's kind of neat to just the decisions I made end up triggering a whole new and like roll credits final scene of the game. And I don't I, I wasn't thrilled by it. It was interesting how it worked out. It was cool to see it, but I didn't love it as much as my canonical ending, but it was just 
it was great. I absolutely loved it for 40 bucks. I think I ended up spending like maybe 15 hours or so with it. And I was also doing some of the, like some of the gigs and side quests from the original game that I never finished up. And, but I just, I loved it. I got lost in the world. It was absolutely fantastic. And I cannot wait for more cyberpunk. So not that Adam's ever going to play it, but highly recommend Look, it. Maybe it's next great. year. Maybe. <laughs> um, other than that. I'll yeah. Play, I'll play uh, two I've hours also... every year just for you. No, oh, I appreciate it. Um, I also started a new game. Um, I, I we we downloaded from the PlayStation Extras uh, on Saturday. My son was homesick. We downloaded the game. So we were playing Paw Patrol on a roll. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah what a banger that is. For that now. Yeah, go get it. <laughs> go get it. It's so funny. Um, it was actually What's you know the what, full like, title again. Sorry. Paw Patrol on a roll. All right. <laughs> I love how Kalen was before saying like, oh, Adams, you're going to download those easy games to get those trophies now. Kalen's using his kid as an excuse that he got <laughs> Paw Patrol because it's a 15-minute platinum. <laughs> so honestly, like, it's a very basic game. It's Paw Patrol. If you don't know Paw Patrol, uh, lucky you, but you play as a different Paw Patrol is going on missions, and they're all, like, kid-friendly missions. Go rescue, like, I think we were rescuing some ducks who fell into a pond that was too deep, Ooh. so we had to fill it up with water. Dude, nail-biting <laughs> stuff, I tell you. But like it was fun, kid friendly, and like it's a very basic platformer. Like get from point A to point B, jump through the platforms. I don't think there's, I mean, for the few levels we played, there's no actual. Yeah, there we go. You see rescuing the ducks. Um, <laughs> there's no actual like risks. There's nothing that's gonna kill you or fail you in your end state. Like it's just a matter of getting from point A to point B. But it was actually good. Like um, my son was really good about like playing it, and like he was doing it all by himself. Like he understood. Like he had to like jump and move across and was for the most part doing it like i had to sit there and help him once in a while but yeah he was actually doing it pretty well and he enjoyed it so yeah did that um and then we're gonna be probably booting up spider-man this week and getting into that so i'm very excited but speaking of kid games there's one that came out and i'm so desperate to like actually play it um it i mean to get it for two. it is damn right it's bluey oh yeah Have i'm not guys... gonna lie i kind of guys... okay I kind of want to play you guys it. I think it's on Game Pass. Like, I just want to really? get it. I Is think it really? So? Oh, my God. I'm just... There's a Bluey game on there? Keep if there isn't, that's it. So, you guys don't have kids. Do you guys know Bluey? Oh, yeah. I don't okay. know why. I, I have a nephew. Before the game came out, and now I literally can't stop seeing things about it. So Holy crap. Bluey is the best. Like, si like for parents out here, stick uh -oh. around. This is, this is our moment. You know, Adam, Chris, just roll with me. Um. Bluey is the for best. I'm ignoring you otherwise. <laughs> Bluey is the best kids cartoon ever. It is so funny. It captures what it's like to like be a parent. It's good for kids. It's good for adults. Like there's moments that like the dad is just talking and it's like, yep, I can relate with that as a dad. And like the kids want to do something and they're like, dad, let's play this game. He's like, no, I want to play ragdoll. He'll just collapse on the floor and then just do nothing. And I'm like, yep, I've done that with my kids. So it is such a good show. If you have kids, Force him to watch Bluey. I did it with with my kid. Um, we had a situation where he wanted to watch YouTube and YouTube Kids sucks. And so I was like, no, we're not going to watch that. But I convinced him that Bluey is on YouTube Kids. And so now we watch Bluey pretty much every night. And it is I think I like it more than he does. Bluey is absolutely fantastic. I would highly recommend. And now that they have a game, I'm like, I kind of want to do it because it was a lot of fun sitting on the couch playing video games with him. And if I can also watch Bluey instead of Paw Patrol, Bluey is way better than Paw Patrol. Uh, I, I was wrong about it being on Game Pass. 
the thing I was thinking of is that Xbox actually made a bluey Xbox Series X. I saw that, and I was so tempted to buy it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking of, uh, and it's it's genius. It's, it's honestly it's such a good genius. show. It's so chill. Like I've heard of adults. Like I I actually describe this show as the like adults' favorite cartoons to force their kids to watch. Like if I if I like if if my son's like, hey, I want to watch Bluey. Yep, a hundred percent. Let's watch it. Like I don't care. Let's do it. So yeah. And like it looks simple enough for the kids to play, so yeah. Yeah. Genius. They've it's they've so done the unthinkable, which is make a kid's cartoon that adults like just as much, I if not more. more. I think more. And and it it's perfect. It's the perfect marketing because mm-hmm. who's letting the kids watch it? Who's the one buying all the material for it? Yeah. Because like parents don't want Paw Patrol. I've seen enough Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol sucks. Yeah, that kind of stuff sucks. But then, yes, Bluey, I've seen a bit with my nephew before, mm-hmm. and I heard the dad, and I was like, man, this guy gets it. Like, Yeah, they totally he's get it. Just, like, this guy is just a grown man with kids. Wow. Yeah, it captures, like, the 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 spirit and fun of, like, being a dad and, like, hyper-competitive and just, like, you know, we'll put the kids in their place and stuff, but at the same time also exhausted and just, like, trying to just get by doing the bare minimum. Like, it totally captures what it's like being a parent, so... Yeah, if you're a parent and you are not watching Bluey, you're missing out. Go go watch it. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's, yeah. it's kind of telling, though, like, how the industry's changed because, like, a lot of kids' products now, they, like... I don't want to say that they're made for, for, for kids being stupid because it feels like so much now of, like, kids' material is as dumb as it gets. Like, there doesn't seem to be any nuance to it anymore. Because, like, a lot of it is just, okay, well, it's going to be one of three things. It's either going to be really really dry it's going to be really really loud or really really busy because it seems mm-hmm. like now like all they all they're trying to do is satisfy that like adhd sort of nature of it whereas like when we were younger like there was a mixture like there was still a lot of loud and, and a lot of like fighting all the time but it also seemed like you know there was still at least a sense of a message because i feel like a lot of stuff that i see now like people showing is like, oh, here's what my kids are watching. I look at it and it literally just looks like shapes and sounds and that's it. Like, it doesn't look like there's any point to it. It's just being created because they figure, well, the kid's going to sit there and watch anything anyway. It's more of a distraction. I mean, Caitlin, I like, you I, may have a different perspective because, you know, you're the actual one with a kid, but. <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. And like, I think you're right. And you're also wrong in the sense that like, yeah, YouTube has a lot of garbage. And like I don't know who makes like YouTube like the stuff on YouTube content for kids. Like that's a like I know I don't want to be careful because I know we're making content for YouTube. So like it's hard for me to be like, man, who would do that? Like us. But like the the people who make content for kids, I don't get. Like I totally get like the the whole Miss Rachel thing. And like if you want to be an educator and you're trying to like teach kids, super cool. I get that. But like there's people who just like play with toys and record it and put it on YouTube. And I'm like, I don't like, I don't know what compels you as an adult to do that. Like you're not bringing anything to the table. Like, I think it's cool if you're, if you're doing something where you're teaching kids something or like, you know, my son likes to watch um, people build Lego and like, that's cool. But like, I see them where they're just like grown adults just playing with cars and like reenacting movies, like from Disney. It's like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing with your life? Like it's weird. That being said, like there are good kid shows. Like, um like i said bluey is a good one there's one called like trash truck there's one called um like super Y. like there's some that have like good messages and teach kids things so like i feel like 
I don't feel like it's any worse now than it used to be. I think it's just that we have more of it. But like we had like shows called like Street Sharks and Dinosaurs and Cadillacs. And like. I don't know. I don't know if they were necessarily better. Like, I feel like they were kind of just, hey, we're here to sell toys. And I mean, if, anything, if we they were likely cooler back then, but that's about it. I mean, you uh, can't have something called Dinosaurs and Cadillacs and it not be the coolest show. Did ever you guys ever made. watch Come that on. show as a kid? Oh, yeah. That was legit. No, I was too busy watching the uh, the Mighty Ducks animated series. There was that too. Like, oh yeah, that was a good one. Wild so, like, Ninja I'm just, Turtles. Yeah, like there's Ninja Turtles and stuff, but like there was a lot of stupid stuff too that we watched. So like, I don't know. I wouldn't say that. Like, like, there's all well. There's always been was... a sense of like it's clearly not designed to make most kids smarter. Like shows have always been kind of that way. But I feel mm-hmm. like now, like, and this is again just from my own perspective. I guess maybe being mm-hmm. older and seeing it now f- with a different lens is making it different. But I mm-hmm. feel like at least anything that I've come across, whether it's you know my niece and nephew or or my or like any other kids that I've seen, like parents bringing over the the tablets, which is its own conversation. I so there's parts of that that I don't like. But like anytime I see what's on there, it literally just I I stand there for thirty seconds and watch it, and I go. There's nothing here. It's literally almost like a looping video constantly being played. And whether it's different kids shows that are being done on like syndicated television or whether it's stuff on YouTube, I feel like now the bad stuff is way worse than it's ever been. And that's what, and I think that's what honestly makes like the shows that do work. Like everybody has said with Blue Ear before it used to be shows like Gravity Falls and Adventure Time. Like those ones stand out so much more now because it feels like the lowest of the low are just as low as they've ever been. So it makes those few really good ones kind of stand out in the same way that like the magic school bus stood out a bunch for us as kids or Arthur stood out a bunch for us as kids. And for every one of those, there was, you know, every other show that was just literally kids like, or like characters yelling and screaming at each other and beating the shit out of each other with different tools, like your Tom and Jerry's and stuff like that. So there's, there's a bit of both where I'm like, the bad shows are still bad, but I feel like the bad shows are worse than they've ever been, which is making it even worse to me. I think it's one of those things where the bad shows that we grew up with have kind of been forgotten and like the cream has just kind of risen to the top. And but with like modern shows, we see those because like I was I was watching TikTok and they were doing like shows that you forgot. Like, did you remember we used to have a show called Cow and Chicken? Yep. Uh, Hell yeah, I remember Cow and Chicken. Yeah, like I think that's just like that's the argument of like, garbage show that has no like no intellectual value at all and like I think, for the I most think part the biggest like, the biggest change though is because of youtube like now the low bar has gotten lower than it's ever been because we obviously oh, yeah. have seen how things have evolved that literally content has just devolved into let's not actually make anything of any interest let's just put a bunch of things on screen apparently that's all that's required and if you like that be sure to subscribe to pixel play podcast at youtube.com <laughs> <laughs> uh malware of youtube we're not bad come on guys no yeah but like (laughs) no so like i i'm like i look at it i'm like i kind of want to get the paw patrol game i might i might get it for him for christmas you mean the bluey game game. yeah yeah that's what did i say do it paw patrol Uh, Patrol. oh yeah no i'm not doing that i already got that i'm good i might get already got that that's that's another one of those things like again and it shows like that that i go okay I get why it's popular and I, and the reason why it's popular is because it's shoved down our throat because there's nothing redeeming about it. It's one of those that it's like, there's always those couple of kids shows that you're like, there's nothing good about this. It's just because it's literally put on every store shelf that it's being made famous. I honestly, like I have no idea what's going on in Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol to me is the weirdest show there is like, 
I was talking with some dads and we were just like, this is the weirdest show. Like, have you guys both seen episodes before? I have. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, basically they live in this like weird coastal town and all the emergency services have been outsourced to this 13 year old boy who then has somehow trained and funds a whole operation run by puppies. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, you with me so far? Now, here's where it gets crazy. You're like, oh, man, that's a weird way of running a town. Yeah, you know who's running this town? It's this woman who is the mayor and her, like, what, what would be the term? Like, vice mayor or whatever is a chicken that she carries around with her. Now, here's the question I have. And I was talking with, with the other dads and I'm like, was it her support chicken? Like, her emotional support animal chicken that just, they're like, she's the mayor. So this is obviously going to be our second in command. You know, should something happen to this woman, the best alternative we have is a chicken or did they elect a chicken and that just became her social support animal? I don't know. I and mean, then I someone's like, Yakuza yeah, games. I can, I trust a chicken with a lot of things. <laughs> you know, you made a comparison that Paw Patrol and, and, and Yakuza are very similar. And that did not help your case at all. Forget me to play Yakuza. I wasn't trying to get you. I've, I've already got this sucker and I've already done one, <laughs> one half of it. That's already 50%. I'm good with that. That's a passing grade. Now, here's yeah. the other thing, because I was making that comment and they're like, yeah, but if you've thought about the villain, the villain of the show is this guy who's called Mayor Humdinger. He's from a different town. And you're like, oh, OK, so he's a rival mayor. No, no one's ever seen the place that he's from. And he lives in a cave at the beach. So it's like, is he just a bum who just thinks he's a mayor and is delusional? So it raises a whole bunch of questions of what's going on in this town. And it is weird. So he also has a lot of cats and cats are apparently cats. evil. I know cats and dogs. I don't think cats are evil. I think cats are more like Bluey's dad. They just kind of get certain things. I don't know. <laughs> they know what they want in life. They know what they want. They, you know, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that show is the Play it... podcast where we specifically talk about kid shows. Hi, everybody. We <laughs> said this. This was the nothing episode. It could be about anything. This is why people are sticking around. They don't know what's going to come up. Are we going to talk geopolitics? Maybe. Economic, you know, turmoil? Maybe. Are we going to talk okay, about kids? Okay, let's shows? be honest. Maybe. None of us are smart enough for this shit. That's why we're talking about kids shows right now. Yeah, that's why we're debating how well-written Paw Patrol is. Lead, lean into your strengths, models. guys. Lean into your strengths. Because, <laughs> I mean, you take the flip side, honestly, like when it comes to games, like it's also so much different now because, you know, every game back when we were kids might as well have been a kid's game because that's apparently who the target audience was at all for every single game company, whereas now we've grown up and we're now still the target audience. So it's just now that we get all these darker games, it's not like there weren't dark games before, but like, obviously we found that out pretty quickly when games like Phasmagoria or yeah, Phasmagoria or like obviously the original Mortal Kombat or you had like Clock Tower, Doom. like games like those or like Night Trap. Night Trap was a big deal when that came out. It's oh, like, yeah. that was what a seriously dangerous game was. And then like, what was the last like serious controversial game? Like, what was the one about Man, the that... guy that went to go on a, like a shooting spree? Postal. It, no, no, no. It was like this top down like. I think it's Postal. Like... Postal too. No, no, no. It's not. It wasn't a series. It was like its own separate game. Where it was like this guy who basically would just go around was like new? out of his house and just start shooting a bunch of people. Yeah, it was like some weird Steam game. It wasn't anything like it wasn't yeah. like something that. But like that, it wasn't, that's probably it, the last one I can think of. Like I know Six Days in Fallujah was was the next like one that was like that, but it's never it never got finished, so it doesn't really apply here. But like, you know, when we see of like the difference of a game that's about like mass murdering innocent people, Grant, don't get me wrong, Grand Theft Auto's done that for years already, but we don't talk about that anymore. That had controversy. Uh, yeah, back then, but like even but now, like GTA Five basically comes out and no one bats an eye at it anymore. But like 
that game, that Steam game that we were talking about came out and like that was a big deal. And we look at that and being like, yeah, that's pretty crazy. But like back then, literally like the most insignificant thing was a big deal. So it kind of makes it really funny to go back and see like what was quote unquote like really spooky or really like provocative back in the day in games in the same way that like anything is like with music or with film or anything but yeah with kids games like it's kind of how it all comes back full circle in that almost everything we played might as well have been that because they were all geared for an e for everyone like i wonder how like all the games that we play growing up like what the actual ratings would have been for esrb back before then because so many of them i was gonna actually ask you all played were like e i was gonna ask you guys so like kind of transitioning to this kind of random talk because once again we're going anywhere with this what were the games that you were not allowed to play as a kid like your parents were like nope that game's off limits we're not buying that you can't rent it whatever and what were the games that you were allowed to play that in hindsight you're like wow that was one i was going to be allowed to play because i got a couple ideas for this so what are you guys thinking i'll go over with mine so oh, the first one that i could the first one i could think of that i was not allowed to play was doom and i lived across the road from this kid named lucas and he was like I don't know how old. I think he was like probably two, maybe three years older than me. But like when I was, I don't know, six, I thought that was like super old, whatever. And he had a computer in his room. I don't know. This was like the early 90s. So I don't know what his parents were doing or whatever. If they were going through a divorce or whatever. But we were at his house and he had Doom and I was not allowed to play Doom. But I would always go up to his house. We'd go into his room and we played Doom. And I was he's like, you're too young to play this game because it's violent. So just sit there and watch while I play. <laughs> like that was somehow better. Um. That was one I was not allowed to play. The other one that was big for me that my parents were like, no, was Conker's Bad Fur Day. That was another one that was very much, nope, not allowed to play that. But in hindsight, here's the game I was allowed to play. I was allowed to play the South Park N64 game. I don't know what the difference was, but there was apparently some sort of difference. Because I guarantee um, you, your parents did no research because I got away with the same thing too. Because everybody just thought, yeah. oh, it's like this weird looking cartoon thing. It's probably fine. Yeah. And then the other one I remember that I could pl remember playing was my parents let me play Duke Nukem. Um, the like the, the popular one, I forget what it's called. Like, is it, you know, the one I'm talking, the only Duke Nukem that we all played. And Duke I remember Nukem it was forever. like, thank you. That's the one. Um, and no, wait, that's not the one, is it? <laughs> I know it was the joke. Damn it. You got Don't, him. He threw me off. I want to roll here. But like, I remember like, I only played like the first two episodes and I remember that like, the first episode, like the first level, you can like go to a strip club and watch a dirty movie in the strip club or no, the dirty movies at the theater. You can watch that. And I was like, I'm surprised that was allowed to get past my parents. And you're like, oh, but Kalen, your parents don't know what they're talking about. They're like, it's a computer game. No, my mom worked for a computer department. She was an IT person. And I somehow got away with this. And then the second level, I remember you can go to a strip club and tip the tip the dancers. So chaotic what I was allowed to play and what I wasn't allowed to play. Because it was also like Mortal Kombat. Super cool. Go for it. Like just the amount of inconsistency of what was and wasn't allowed to be played at my house is just mind boggling. It's funny because for me growing up, I don't think my parents kind of really understood because my dad, he loved things like RoboCop and all these like pretty violent things that he let me watch with him <laughs> from a very young age. Um, for me, it was never that I couldn't play something. It's that the money was limited on what we would buy. So it's like Christmas, you get a game, your birthday, you get a game and like, that's it. Or like, maybe there's another game cause it's on sale and we're on Toys R Us or something like that. So when I was young, I had on NES, the original RoboCop game, which was way too violent for me <laughs> and way too hard. 
Then I got a Sega Genesis. I was a little bit older. One of the first games that my dad got for me, RoboCop versus Terminator, which was even more violent, extremely graphic, like Sega Genesis blood, like the whole thing. And again, the game was way too hard. I don't know if it'd be easier now for me to play. I loved both of those games so freaking much. And it's why the new RoboCop game that just came out, I have this like urge to buy it and play it because it's like oh my god it's the robocop game from my childhood but as a first person shooter now i must have play with your dad. yeah i should take and go play with my dad um so yeah like i was allowed to do all that and you can just tell my mom had no idea because <laughs> when i was much older but still only a teenager i wanted um san andreas grand theft auto san andreas and it was i wasn't 18 or whatever so i was with my mom in the mall and i was like oh mom there's this game i want to buy but I need you with me. And she was like, I don't understand why. I was like, it's fine. You'll see when we get there. <laughs> and as we're buying it, the guy's like, ma'am, just so you know, this game is rated 18 and your son is only like 16. And then she was like, oh, okay, why, what's in it? And they were like, oh, you know, violence, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, oh, that's okay. I'm sure the games have had guns or whatever. My son is the most nerdiest, non-violent human being on the earth. It's fine. And then the guy was on the, after the purchase had already thank God, thank God already gone through. It's like, oh yeah. And you can visit a strip club. Oh, my mom in the store was like, what? <laughs> that was the line. So murdering people is fine. Murdering prostitutes in Grand Theft Auto. That's okay. Just don't sleep with them. That's where my mom apparently drew the line. <laughs> yeah, it's um, that, yeah. that age-old conversation. Like, I could spend a whole other goddamn show talking about how ridiculous it is about how people are so, like, nonchalant about violence, but the second there's a pair of nipples on screen, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. my yeah, my family had no idea. <laughs> like, game-wise, I don't really have that, like... The only thing I could think of was like maybe Power Rangers because like my parents were really adverse to me even watching Power Rangers as a kid, which is hilarious because uh, my dad was okay with me playing a Rambo video game when I was a kid for Sega. And also he was big into pro wrestling. So we would watch pro wrestling tapes all the time, which is guys still not actually kicking the shit of each other, but it's real people making it look like they're kicking the shit of each other. I think everybody knew pretty easily that Power Rangers was not really happening because I don't think when you hit somebody with a sword, they suddenly blow up into this pile of sparks every single time. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, you got like the oh, yeah. Voltron fighting like something made out of clay and the thing made of clay is giving off sparks. I'm like, yeah, that's how electricity works. Like, I, I, I really tried to like, at one point in my brain, try to work out like why that was not okay. And the only reason I can figure is there must have been some fucking story on the news or at one point of like a kid fucking beating the shit out of one of his friends, you know, pretending to be Power Rangers. And then my brain went, there's no way that that story wouldn't have also come out with somebody pretending to be Macho Man Randy Savage and giving somebody the elbow drop and then fucking like crushing somebody's ribs or something. So like, I'm, I have no idea. My parents have the weirdest fucking double standards for everything because of course... My parents did not like the fact that I was a big gamer and still aren't all to this day. But of course, like, what did my parents Don't do when they at home? They just sit and watch movies. Or my dad used to be really into playing poker stars back in the, when that was a thing. So, like, they all do their thing, too. But it's always the case of, like, with a lot of parents, and I'm sure all three of us have kind of seen this with our own. It's if they don't get it, they tend not to want to deal with it. I'm yeah, going to let you in on this. Go ahead, Al. Go ahead, Chris. I was just saying my favorite line from my dad is if I had put all the hours I put into video games into lawyer school, I'd be the best lawyer. 
And I was, <laughs> that's his favorite line to this day. Like I'm 40 to, freaking to which years I would old. Say that's adorable that you think that I would last long enough in a law school to want to stick with that. Cause like my dad yeah, was like, always like, Oh, why don't you take up a trade or something? I'm like, I did. I tried in high school. We had wood shop in grade nine and I also had to take a bit of auto. They're both fucking boring. Sorry. Not my thing. It's like, well, maybe you should try something else. Do you not just get the fact that maybe that's not my fucking like interests? Like, I, I don't know if it's a shocking thing to some people, but not everybody's into uh, na- hammering nails into deck boards. Not everybody's into that. Like, car mechanics that, like not every simulator. girl's into like baking cookies. Like, I know it's a shock to some people out there, but. Well, I think like, it's just like, it's also like a, a, like you're comparing apples to oranges in the sense of like, at the end of it, I'm not playing video games when I'm, got like tons of it's at the end of the day when i'm exhausted i'm not at the end of the day being like man i'm exhausted i'm gonna do i'm gonna bust out that law degree work i've been working on like <laughs> hey i'm gonna go like build a deck no i'm tired i'm gonna sit and veg i'm doing I'll this study to for the down. bar yeah whatever again like i'm straight edge so like not going to the bar or, like as you as you go if you go to a bar and you see like just a couple of guys just lonely sitting there like that's what they're doing to take the edge off what did i do i fucking boot up jrpgs and play really shitty games like that's what i do it's hard to it's guess like, which one's to, worse. To me, it's like, what's the difference, right? Uh, yeah. Just one play car de- mechanics. One, one is depressing. One is depressing and lonely, and the other one has you drinking at a bar. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding, Adam. But like, yeah, it, like, <laughs> <laughs> blinking, lots of blinking. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just like. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go in on a secret when you're like, hey, my parents are inconsistent. Here's what it is. It's a graph of how guilty do I feel as a parent and how much energy do I have? If either of those are very high, that's when they start interacting and be like, oh, I'm gonna be a good parent and monitor what my kid's doing. If they're like either very tired or feeling really good about themselves as a parent, they're like, ah, fuck it, I don't care, I'm doing fine. But if either one of those, like, hey, I'm like got lots of energy and I'm feeling guilty as a parent. Hey, guess what? I'm going to be involved and figure out what you're doing. Holy crap. That's what you've been doing this whole time. Let's shut this down. Well, then then I guess the stress levels of my parents were always at a high because it seems like that was always a constant with me. So good to know. I'm just letting oh. you know, like, I have times where I'm like, yeah, that's not a good idea, but I'm too tired to intervene. So whatever. Like, we'll let this slide. That's, yeah. What are you learning to time- juggle knives? Ah, I'm kind of tired. I'll juggle away, kid. <laughs> <laughs> we'll deal with this tomorrow. Or if I'm in a moment where it's like, if I'm really tired, but I'm feeling really like bad about myself, it's like, I'm not a good parent. I'm like, ah, damn it. I got to intervene. But if I'm like tired and feeling confident about my parenting abilities, I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's not the worst decision I could make. (laughs) That's so so true. Yeah. Uh, What else? Well, at least I don't want to actually play Paw Patrol. Adam talks about like trails in the sky and stuff. And I have an urge. I can't bluey. I'm not going to lie. If that was on Game Pass, I might install it, but uh, that don't, yeah, I think you're not going to get me with the. Oh, I'm right. not. You're you're once again putting words. I did not say I wanted to play this. I said I was looking for something to do with my kid, and he wanted to play it. So I'm like, cool. So I was playing like I had Legend of Zelda beside me while he's playing Bluey. So it was great. So, ah. oh, and he also got into Power Watch Simulator. Like I I booted that up for Jen because Jen is very well. We all know the stories of Jen when she was playing Skyrim. Like she's very meticulous and i was like power washing simulator seems right up her alley so he was watching her do that and now he wants to play power wash simulator so now he's just spinning in a circle spraying the hose so and that's the best moments of his life yeah he's peaked <laughs> he's peaked at four he's never felt so alive 
He's outside playing with the hose in the middle of November in his mind. So whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've jokingly said though, like, cause obviously like some of my friends are pretty deep in the speedrunning community. I've always joked that if I was ever going to get into trying to speedrun a game, I'd pick like one of the most like dumbass old like kids games that I remember growing up with. So my brain immediately went, okay, so someday I should probably learn to see if I can speed run Barney's hide and seek and see how that gets me on the Sega Genesis. Yeah. I mean, it's a really smart idea because I doubt very few people are doing that. So the like barrier to entry is pretty low to be considered good. Well, you like, know what? I never even if you just to look at it right now. So you know what? I'm going to do the speedrun.com search for Barney's hide and seek and see what the hell's going on over there. I mean, even as long as you finish, you're in the top three. So <laughs> watch there be tens of thousands of speedrunners. It's like a game. real hidden gem of like, hey, guys, this is the entry. Level there are 147 run. runs. Wow. By how many a people? A lot though? of them are within. A, oh my god! A lot of them are within a ten-second window. Okay, so this is basically a point of everybody figured out the route. So that's it. <laughs> well, <laughs> shit. You know what you uh, get well. into? Wait, 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 wait. What's Paw Patrol on a roll? So you see that one. <laughs> All right, fine. Maybe the problem is that game's been around long enough. This one's fresh. Well, yeah, oh, that's, that's a Sega Genesis game that can be beaten in five minutes. Of course, it's fine. Let's see. There are 15 entries on there. The fastest time is one hour, 52 minutes. I mean, in two hours, you can become a top 20, you know, speedrun player. Yeah, but then I want to kill myself. <laughs> At least with the Barney game, it's four minutes of my time. <laughs> you know what you speedrun? The Where's Waldo game on Sega Genesis. It had three levels and it was always the same. So once you figure out where Waldo is... It's just a matter of clicking three times and you're done that game. So really, they just they really just took like a JPEG and just put three in to call it like. Good no, work, no, no, boys. They, background music. There was also background mm. music. So I just, there like, are over 100 entries on that one. Only one person has done sub two minutes. Everybody else is stuck in the three minutes. <laughs> Losers. No, no, <laughs> That's so long. So like one minute, 59. God, that's just waiting for the cursor to move. Like you're that's holding the, the D-pad <laughs> to move the cursor. Like I know where Waldo is. Just get yeah, there. Someone cursor. should check that person's stream to see if he was using like a like a turbo option that it was like point zero 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 one percent faster, so we could just get over that limit. He just <laughs> modded a touch screen and just went boop. There you go. Done. Yeah, he figured it. He he did the mouse and keyboard setup. Click yeah. click click. <laughs> It's one of those I things can't that, believe like, I I've, I've always thought about like trying to speedrun something, and then every time I think about it, my brain goes, "Yeah, but then I'm gonna have to play a game like over and over and over." And I generally don't you do, do that. that trails. You do that trails. I've played them twice. Yeah, but you played like seven of them. Yes. <laughs> Your current speedrun like... is 300 hours. <laughs> okay, start again. Let's <laughs> see if you can beat that time. <laughs> Like that's the other thing too. Like a lot of a lot of speed runs where I see like when you um, you have like the guys that go at like in the midnight hour, Chris, of like a GDQ where they're doing like a seven eight hour speed run. I'm like, man, you could never get me to do that because that's like, it's it's hard enough to want to stick with something that's like an hour or two hour run, but like you're talking about a game that is a like, literally like a work shift's worth of time. And you have to be good at it to even get that work shift's worth of time. So you know that there's a bunch of runs where you're going 10 hours to, before you start getting really good at it. And if you do any mistakes, you quit early just to restart the run. 
and it might be like 20, 30 minutes in. Well, there goes a half an hour of your day that you just lost. Like, I can't imagine doing that. That's why if I was ever going to pick one, it's got to be like a sub 30 minute game because there's no goddamn way I'm suddenly playing a game and then a 45 minutes in going, nope, this run's lost and just restarting. Like, that just sounds like a nightmare of a time for me. Like I think seven it's like, hours I in. give a lot of props <laughs> to speedrunners for that. But at the same time, I'm like, man, I don't love anything enough to do it that many times. That's what she said. <laughs> it I was, was not there. actually expecting it. I it wasn't was right there. I had Normally to. I expect that, but I wasn't expecting it that time. <laughs> the fastest game I ever beat is I beat Far Cry 4 in five minutes. Was wow. that doing oh, the right. secret ending though, where you just stand there? <laughs> Don't take it away from me. Don't take it Don't away from me. It okay. I was like, I was like, you're full of shit. You didn't beat it. You, the game was like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> Let's it go counts. Shoot some guns. I rolled credits. It counts. I tried to speed run a couple indie games. I remember on Steam, and it was because of an achievement. Like the game Braid, like everybody remembers Braid, like one of the first big indie games back in the day. And I think it had a speed run achievement and I was trying like a few times and my anxiety could just not let me complete that. So that's like one of those games I have everything but one achievement in because there's no way I can I could beat it under the time. It was like beating the game perfect puzzles, perfect every single time. Couldn't do I it. The, I hate those bullshit trophies. Yeah, do not what? like those. What was so, Chris? Because I know you play a lot. You did a lot of trophy hunting. What is? What are the two trophies? One trophy that like you tried to do, and you're like, "This is too bullshit. I quit." And it could be the braid one. And what was one that was so bullshit, but you're like, "I'm sticking through this and getting it anyways." What are the two that like haunt you? So the most recent one I can think of that was too bullshit. Uh, Jedi Survivor. I'm missing two mm -hmm. trophies. One of them is beating all the Jedi trials, mm -hmm. and like I did all but the last two because it was like these pixel perfect jumps mm -hmm. of like using the force and then walk like wall jump off this and that and this and that but there's no ground so it's just this constant like jumping and it was bullshit i tried mm -hmm. for like an hour and i'm like i am almost 40 years old and <laughs> i do not need to do this for a trophy um one i did stick with was actually one of uh jrpg um tales of graces f on ps3 Took me 200-something hours to get all the trophies in that game because you have to beat it, like, three times in a row mm -hmm. just to get max level. And, like, on your third time, it finally unlocks a super-secret final dungeon. And, all, and you have to use every ability a certain amount of times. It took me three runs of that game. And I did it. I was so obsessed with that game, though. So I, I, I like, I minded but didn't mind. You know what I mean? It's, like, something you enjoy... But it hits that moment where you're like, I'm not enjoying myself anymore, but one more hour. And like you do that every day for a month. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. I don't even remember. Me, it was just a platinum. Yeah. Here, here's, here's my hot take. Achievements or trophies should not ever include new game plus material. You should be able to do all achievements or trophies in one playthrough. Yeah. 100%. I agree with that. Oh, I hate the fact that you have to play Miles Morales like basically all over again. To get the platinum that was BS. i did do that one but i knew that i could yeah i like sped through just the main missions and i beat the game in like like four hours i was like this is a lot shorter than if you actually yeah, just like i ain't got time for the, the main 
<laughs> I ain't got time for jibber jabber. Let's get right to the fighting and stabbing. Like, there's almost a part of me that wants to even go a step further and be like, it can't also be things that you can just accidentally miss if you don't see it in there. But then again, I'm like, nah, that, that would start limiting achievements. But like, there are some games where it's like, go do this one level in this most obscure bullshit way that you would never think to do. And it's like, I'm not replaying I, the game for this. Like, I actually yeah. have an example of that. So there's two, there's three trophies I can think of. One that I like was doing, I'm like, this is bullshit. I don't have time for this. And that was, um, I think it was called Social Lubricant for Watch Dogs. And you had to do all the drinking games. And they were fun at first. And then just got complete BS. And I'm like, fuck this, I'm out. Um, the two that I completed because I have problems. Um, the first was Battlefield 1, which was an awesome game. Battlefield 1 was great. But like, I got like the, it's actually an example of like a perfectly well done um, platinum you got some collectibles, redo the missions, go find all the collectible stuff. You know, the um, the multiplayer is not overcomplicated. It's basically like try all the matches, play all the like the four different um, classes and get to like level three or something like that. And I was like, that's super cool. There was one trophy where you had to shoot down like you're on top of a blimp and you had to shoot down like. Seven play like seven planes in 14 seconds or something like that. And like, it's a cut scene. One of moments and this guy's having like this epiphany and you have to like strategically like go here, go here, go here, go here. Like you're trying to find Waldo on a Sega Genesis game. Like you have to just know where the spots are. And the guy's having this moment where he's like, it's the whole story. Like I'm spoiling a campaign for battlefield one, but like, is this guy making a turnaround like in his life that he's like going from being like not caring about anyone to like caring about people and being a nice person. And like, I just remember because I played that level constantly and he's like always yelling he's like i'm a swell guy and he's like shooting down like the red baron i'm like what the hell am i doing with my life um but going back to adam's like bullshit no way that this makes any sense was fallout 4 um there's a trophy for basically having like a hundred percent satisfaction in a settlement and you already know that the settlements in fallout 4 are complete bullshit but i was like how the hell do you beat this so i like I did a guide and you have to have like certain amount of people at this one post, a shit ton of like turrets around. And it's like just completely obnoxious how this like you have to have like you can have a bunch of beds thrown on the floor like a crack den and like water coming from a leaky pipe. And as long as there's like 50 turrets around, everyone's like, I'm super happy in this place. And I spent. Eight hours. Getting this one trophy. And like, you're like, man, Kalen, what a loser, like eight hours to get my trophy. Don't worry. I was like working or something. I was teaching at the time and I was doing grading and I just had this running in the background. But like you want to talk about a bullshit trophy, go find like the the happy settlement one in Fallout 4 and you will see Reddit posts talking about how much that trophy sucks. Kalen. I got that trophy. I remember doing that on I remember doing that on Steam. It was one of the last ones I had for Fallout 4. And it's such bullshit, right? Yeah. It did was, you like do I it naturally, or did you? No, follow I, I I followed a guide, and it was my settlement looked like yeah, like like a crack den. Like there was yeah. just crap everywhere to keep everyone's happiness up because it went by like the items, not actually the way it looks or let it being a good settlement. Just like there's enough turrets, like where you can barely walk, and there's just yeah. beds everywhere. It's definitely one like, of those achievements that they didn't play test. No, they did yeah, not. No. No. no, like basically like Chris is totally right. Like it looks like a crack den and you have enough turrets that it looks like the de- de- demilitarized zone of Korea. Like it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I remember getting that. 
Yeah. Because, like, with the Yakuza game that I finished and, and Platinum, like, the worst things that I had to deal with, honestly, in those trophy lists was there were two specific things. One, it's always usually trips me up, but in this case, it wasn't so bad. It's the do an ability X amount of times thing, which is sometimes an immediate I'm not doing that because it's usually an ability you don't use. But the thing is, it's, it's not an optional ability. It's something that you always have at all times and you can use very easily. So at that point, I'm like, okay, I can do 50 of these, no problem. And it's like the longest, the most difficult one to do was you had to detonate 50 of these like cigarette, like James Bond level, like cigarette grenades that you would flick out. And if you just go into a one of the arena battles they have, you can get 10 of those fuckers eat done each battle because, you know, by the time you have a chance to do anything, you flick a couple of those up. They don't even have to hit anything as long as they detonate accounts. So at that point, you just keep every time you have like a second, just nobody's kicking your ass. You just flick one off and you go back to fighting the crap out of something. You flick another one when you get a chance again and it's done. No problem there. The only other hard one that I have was had to do with the arena. And that was just a matter of time. You just keep grinding it out. Like I said, when I had to grind it a little bit, you play that a bit and then you go to the the secret boss who is a little bit difficult, but isn't that bad if you're fully leveled up. So it's just a matter like those to me aren't so bad if it's. If it's a reasonable amount of time that it would take and it's still fun to play or the thing that it wants you to do in like the case with that ability, if it's at least a fun thing to do, sure. The problem that I've always had with a lot of games is like Mass Effect did this where they wanted me to use like a hundred times of like each sort of ability. And the problem is, is like most of those abilities I never used for reasons. And the reasons was because I never needed to use them because I was shooting things. I wasn't concerned about pulling something across the map or disabling the shield off of this thing. My guns did that for me. I didn't need anything else. So you're making me hit extra buttons all the time. And sometimes too, like you'd ha again, you'd have to replay the game to play as a different class type. So you could use those abilities more freely. So it's just a case of like, with a lot of achievements, I just find that I guess platinuming in a way is more designed for people that are going to spend a lot more time with the game anyway, but I think people would be a lot more approachable to these things if 100%ing the game did not require hundreds of hours and like seven playthroughs. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of a lot of achievement hunters are going to get a little bit salty of that because it's going to make their gamer scores look a little less impressive, to which I go, and? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, I completely agree with you. As As somebody who for the most part goes for achievements and trophies i don't always do it my trick is when i get a game i check out true achievements if it's xbox or or steam or playstation trophies and i look at the roadmap there's a trophy roadmap or whatever it's called it shows you out of 10 how difficulty is it to get the platinum uh how many achievements are there are any of them missable are any of them attached to difficulty and are any attached to new game plus i look at that and if it's like, it's a two out of 10 difficulty, none are missable, none's connected to difficulty and none are connected to new game plus, I immediately, oh, and it also gives an, an, an estimated time, like 10 to 20 hours versus like say 100 to 160 hours. Like Assassin's Creed Valhalla was way up there. Whereas Spider-Man 2, I quickly looked, I saw that it wasn't that far off. As soon as I see it's that, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to aim to maybe go for this. If one achievement is awful, I'll stop. I'll leave that one, but otherwise I'll go for it. Um, and if I see none are missable, I'm like, perfect. I won't even look at this until I'm done the game. Because uh, usually it says like, yes, all achievements can be done in free roam after the main story is done. I love that. That's like, go play the game. I'll get whatever achievements I get naturally. When I'm done, I look at the four I have left. I check out that guide. 
if anything is too difficult, if there's difficulty attached, like beat the game on ultra I was about difficulty. To say, yeah, like if if there's ever a you have to beat that. this on insane difficulty, uh no. No. Yeah, insane difficulties not. and multiplayer trophies really Oh, and multiplayer, hard. yeah. Or yeah. notches. Missable trophies, yeah, those are like yeah, those will do it too. Like I'm not one to look at the beginning of like, hey, how is is it to beat it? Like I play the game and if I'm having fun and I want to kind of circle back and, and see like, I'm not done with the game, but I'm done with the story. Then I'll circle back and be like, Hey, how, what am I looking at for a trophy platinum? But if it's, if it's any of those things, I just kind of say, no, I'm done. Yeah. I, I when there's the like games. Perfect point is if like you like the, if the average person, when they finish a game is about 60, 70% the way through the trophies, I think you've made a good game at that point. Cause at that point, oh, yeah. like if the average person is just basically going through and playing it casually and they're getting a, like at least half of them, that's a good, that's a good ratio. And then after that, you're talking about the people that are going and being a little more like turning over every page and seeing like where all the little hidden things are and, and digging around. Like, and if you're hitting around like 80, 90, that's perfect. And then if it's just a matter of, oh crap, what have I missed? And looking at the guide, like I did with Yakuza where I checked, I was missing seven the time I checked where I was at. Cause I was curious. And I looked at the list. I'm like, Okay, well, two of these are literally just tied to me beating the game. Okay, no problem. Two of them, okay, I haven't done these abilities as much. That's not too difficult. And then these two have to do with this. Okay, yeah, I can fucking finish that. That's not too bad. If it ended up being like, oh, I've only, I still have like 15 achievements left to go and oh, I need to do this on this difficulty. Oh, I need to go back and actually like get to this cap. And I'm like, no, stop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I know you and I, Kalen, we talked about this with like The Last of Us collectibles. Like oh, yeah. it was kind of like we did it, but it was definitely one of those things where it's like it kind of takes you out of the game because <laughs> now you've either it? got a, no, you've got like a guide open with you to make sure you don't miss any, or you're going back and replaying sections to get collectibles after the fact, and mm-hmm. it just kind of takes away from the ambiance of the game. Where if it's like, you know, use this weapon twice or like use every weapon at least mm-hmm. once or something. You'll probably do that naturally, or at least if you see that trophy, it's like, all right, I'll make sure that every time I get a new weapon, or at least try it once. Like, cause, and it, which fits the flow of the game versus like find every Firefly um, uh, dog tag and, or whatever yeah. it's in the pen. Yeah. And there's like one and hidden in a tree. I'm like, how am yeah, I supposed to know in that? In a tree that's like, you're supposed to go in this door, but you go a little bit past, there's a tree and there's one, like you might notice it gl- like glistening off the sun, maybe. And you got to like see it and it's annoying. Like those uh, are the like, ones I can't do. Or like get all the dialogue. Like I remember the, like get all the dialogue too. I'm like, how am I supposed to know if there's dialogue I'm supposed to have or not? Like, Oh yeah. With like, like telling all the yeah. jokes and side. Yeah. Like yeah. how am I supposed to know if I missed that or not? Like get out of here. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I have a friend who's also playing through trails, Chris, and they're trying to also get all of the enemy data off of each, off of oh, each enemy and boss. God. And like, that's one of those things where it's like, dude, like that's also like making you, not try to rush through the fight to make sure that you're scanning everything, making sure you're fighting every, like that to me, it's like, if it's making you stop what you're doing to go and completely do something else. And I'm not talking like a side quest or a side activity or a mini game. I'm talking literally stopping the flow of play so that you can either check a list of things to make sure you've, you've hit the thing or having to stop and be like, Oh crap. Did I do this yet? Did I remember to do like, if you have to stop and think, I think that trophy suddenly not nearly as, as important anymore or as, as good because like, yeah. if it's making you completely break the flow of gameplay, it's not really good in any way. Like I think at that point it's again, it's just to bump up your gamer score, which to me, like it's a cool thing to like have to just to see like, like this is how much you've played, but at the same time, like it's, 
it's almost like people are sort of using it like it's a status symbol, except no one actually cares about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd like when achievements are something like it's a JRPG, perfect example, and they have like each character has an ultimate weapon you can get from a side quest. And then each ultimate weapon has a trophy. It makes sense. It's actually in yeah. the game and it's an extra thing. Cool. It's there. You go get everybody's weapon. You get an achievement every time you find their secret weapon. I get it. There's like a developer's room or a secret Easter egg room in The Last of Us. Like if you go in the one house, they've designed it and it's a pure Easter egg and you get the achievement if you find that room. I, that's not something that happened. I'm just saying if they I had was that. Say, like, I don't remember that. Yeah. that Like I'm saying that would be cool because there's a reason to find it. Mm-hmm. And it's only one trophy or achievement. So it's like, oh, there was a secret room that had like Ratchet and Clank in it. No shit. I got to go see this. Like, whatever. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fine with that. But yeah. As soon as you have to stop the gameplay and actually like redesign what you're doing and like find IGN a whole new path. Checklists for this thing. That's when we know there's a problem when you have to have checklists. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Trophies and achievements. The solution to and the cause of all of life's problems. Speaking of achievements and trophies, if you want to get an achievement with us, uh, hit that like and subscribe if you like what you hear. Uh, If you want to hear more, we post this episode every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, wherever you get your podcasts or on Spotify, YouTube. I'm sorry, I'm dealing with a cold and my ear has just swelled up and started ringing. So I'm really like trying to figure this out as I go. yeah, you know the whole ring rule. Find us there, Linktree, whatever. Find us on the other podcasts. I do all the social stuff there. You can find it there. On Fridays, we also post uh, side quests on YouTube. Check it out, Fridays at 5. That's it. Bye, guys. I'm done. 